and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well. You know, it was kind of a busy weekend for us. We did our first balloon fiesta. Yeah, down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it was fun. Mm -hmm. The experience is really one that I think, you know, we're really grateful that we did because it was just, I don't know. What did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really cool. I know there's people that go to it year after year, and uh, I think that that's awesome. I think that for me, I really enjoyed it, but I feel like I can scratch that one off my bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of in agreement. I think that it was was such a fun thing to do and kind of, it's impressive. The balloons are very impressive. They're very big. Yeah. So that was nice. As always, you know, we sit there and we think, you know, what what do we want to talk about? What are things that are important to us? You know, and if they're important to us, maybe they'll be important to somebody else. But one of the things we were talking about was the toxicity of relationships, thoughts, those kind of things, you know, the stuff that just kind of gets in our way. And, you know, relationships is one of those things where oftentimes, and I think the thing that's interesting is sometimes we don't realize a relationship is toxic. Yeah. We really have no comprehension of it. Maybe sometimes because it's more of that covert stuff that takes place versus seeing those people who kind of put it out in your face all the time. And it's even like if you're having success or you're going on that trip or, you know, you're buying that new car or whatever, it can be anything going out to dinner. It doesn't matter what it is. You can have those people in your life who it's not about oh my God, I'm so happy for you. You know, you got that car that you've really worked hard for. It's more like, oh, it must be nice. It must be nice. That is the thing that you hear sometimes from people. And I think that's what we're really talking about is people having that kind of attitude. And you don't realize it at first. Like it's like, and or I don't know, maybe you think that's what they're like. That's just what they do. But it really becomes hard to have that be acceptable after so much time where, you know, it just, it accumulates over time, I think. Well, and once again, it doesn't sound on the surface, it doesn't sound like that's a bad thing. But when you sit there and you hear it over and over and over again, you start to question, well, hmm. And I don't know when, as you're, as we're talking about this, once you got, you know, want people to think about Do I have those people in my life who really are about encouraging me? And it can be family, it can be friends, it can be coworkers. It doesn't matter, but it's that thing of, do they really encourage me? You know, are they really happy for me? And are they happy for my successes? Or is there envy, jealousy, or just, I don't know what those other words would be for it, because I think that there can be a multitude of it. Well, I really think that if it starts out when you're, younger growing up with that you're so ingrained with that it becomes like guilt-ridden you know and you're you're so entrenched in that thinking mm-hmm. that you don't realize that it's a toxic thing absolutely you, you have you learn to identify it over time and sometimes it's not just people you know it's you figure out that something that you do in your life that is maybe been a coping skill for you and it's really toxic for you Well, I think that's a good thing because I think it still starts with sometimes other people's ideas and opinions, or as a child, you hear that and you start to mimic those things. 
or maybe you don't feel like you're as good as at something to somebody else. So you kind of do that, those things of, oh, it must be nice. So it's coming almost more from a place of insecurity, but it's still toxic because, you know, I think when we're focused, if the person is focused on that, about what's not working for them, and then it kind of spills out, you know, we talk about energy and what is that energy? What energy are we putting out to other people? And I think that becomes a thing. Sometimes it can be a negative energy and it's even each one of everybody who's listening Am I giving off that energy of positivity or is it more that energy of, is there resentment? Whatever those feelings are, in sitting back and I trying to identify what those feelings are, I think is really important. When you can identify when it's you're getting it from someone else, you can start to see it in you when you make those comments, not realizing that they're judgments. And you have to be cautious of that because you can really, I feel like, stifle someone's dream to put themselves out there and try something. And I think that we should look at that and realize that, you know, if someone tries something and it doesn't work out, that's okay. It's you take it as a learning experience. And, but I think that you do have to be able to recognize when, when you have that around you all the time and someone's feeding that kind of thing to you, a perfect example of that, someone that we knew, remember, um, we just had our front door replaced. And I remember them making the comment that you would have had that replaced probably a long time ago if you weren't trying to travel so much, you know? Exactly. And traveling is a huge thing for us. It's, I mean, it's one of the main things that I feel like that we work for because we enjoy it so much. And I feel like that it's really important. So I mean, it's all in how we prioritize things. I get that. And I feel like, I know I'm grateful that we've gotten the door fixed. That's been, that's been great. But I wouldn't trade the travel for that. Well, and I think that's the other thing is that oftentimes, you know, not, you know, you have the flip side of that too, but you have those people too that are toxic that when something doesn't work out for you, they actually are happy. Yeah. And Which kind of is weird to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've seen with my clients, I've seen it in my personal life, all of those things where those people who are, if something goes wrong for somebody, you know, or they can't do this or they can't do that, it's almost like they're happy about it instead of, oh man, I really wish that would have worked out for you and meaning it. There's that whole thing of wanting to be able to say, I told you so, I guess. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't comprehend that really, you know, if someone is doing their best to try something. And like I say, if it doesn't work out, that's okay. You take that as a learning experience and you can apply that knowledge going forward and still be able to use it. Absolutely. And I think that, or I'm hoping that people, I think as you get older, you really do start to clean out your closet a little bit more. But too much of the time, we're holding on to that stuff till we get older and clean out our closet when we should be cleaning out our closet on a regular. (laughs) Is that person really doing that stuff where they're bringing forth something to my life in a positive way? I like to feel like we really surround ourselves with people that are encouraging and happy for us. You know, every time we talk about things like this, my first thought always goes to our friend Sandra, who, oh my goodness, If we're going to do something and that, whatever it is, whether it's big or whether it's small, she's always happy for us. She really is about wanting us to 
have that success, to have that great experience. And it's a flip side too. When stuff with her, if she's going to vacation, we get excited for her because she loves vacationing like we do. So I think those are the things. But, you know, we have many people in our life like that. You know, we have a really great circle of friends who I felt like really do support that and are really happy for us. And and I think that friend group, what I realize, and I don't know if you do, but it gets smaller because it's almost like your investment is so, you, you know, you're really working on investing in those relationships where you have that encouraging thing and not that toxicity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what it becomes. And it's sometimes really hard. There are people that have always been in our lives and, you know, maybe that's something that they do and they lay the guilt trip on or that. And we can't imagine because that person maybe takes up a lot of space in our lives. So it becomes really hard decisions that you have to make sometimes because you have to realize that if that person continues to do that, what is their place in your life? And how much space is are those negative things taking up that's keeping you from moving forward with your goals? Let me ask you this. For you, when you realize that somebody who you say you loved and cared about or whatever, or had a different thought and thought, when the realization came to you that they weren't as encouraging and it was more of a toxic thing because I don't think we identify that right away. I really do think that we have people in our lives and we, and we really, for whatever reason, but there will still be an underlying feeling. I think that maybe it's not what it is, but you kind of keep wanting to believe in it and encourage those relationships. What was that like for you? Some people are really covert in the way that they do that and they can make it seem like that they are the person that is really encouraging you to do those things. And it's, I guess they do it. They say certain things, but there are different things in their behavior that would say otherwise. It's like like what they're saying isn't matching what they're doing. Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, I mean, yes, I have had that in my life and I've really had to put space between me and that person. We don't talk as much. I feel like that I needed that space and this is someone that was very close. So for me to set that boundary with that person, it was very difficult. And I mean, she flat out told me I don't like boundaries, you know, and, and sometimes that's the response you'll get, but it's so important for you to be able to flourish in in the way that you need to. Sometimes you have to put that space between you and that person. So you're not hearing it all the time. This is someone I talk to daily for a long time. And I realized that it was causing me more mental stress and angst talking to this person daily than it was an encouraging thing or relationship that I was getting anything positive from. So I had to change something up. And you know what I think is interesting is I think whether it's a parent, child, spouses, siblings, best friends, whatever, whatever that is, is that oftentimes I think we have that message that based on the relationship that somehow it holds more value or whatever. So therefore you have to invest in that regardless of what that relationship is. Because, you know, I have some clients, and I'm going to use parent-child here, uh, but that when 
they talk about the parent-child relationship. They're very clear. There is none. Don't want one. People tell me I'm supposed to have it, but that's such a toxic relationship. I can't go back to it. So the flip side is, is you also have society who tells us to stay in those toxic relationships often. Mm-hmm. When you don't want to, when it's like, no, that's not working for me or whatever, there's like this pressure there's almost like a stigma around it. And you do, you feel it from all sides. I think because there is this idea in society that there's some responsibility to this person because they're blood related or whatever like that. But that's not always, I mean, you can't grow as a person sometimes staying around that. So you have to move away from it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And it's not ending, you know, and I think oftentimes people, I have to, you know, it's this hard line of ending a relationship, but I don't think it's that sometimes it's just moving or changing the relationship to make it a little more distant, maybe. But also having that thing too, if the relationship is important, is it somebody you can go to and say, you know what, when you make these comments, it's not about it's not strengthening our relationship. It's actually hurting the relationship or whatever that is. But there is such a, that toxic thing. And, you know, I, it's amazing to me how often I see that. And even when I'm doing therapy and I'm watching some of these relationships, I'm thinking, do y'all not understand this is a toxic relationship? I have one client who the wife was the toxicity. And so he was always just all over the place emotionally, just it was bad and just always that that dysregulation, he just couldn't figure it out. And it was just, but it's not my job to say this is toxic. It's my job to help you look at yourself and say, and and my job is to say, what do you think is getting in the way of you being okay mentally? What do you think is getting in the way of you being okay mentally? And it was that constant question. And then it was, and then his thing was, oh my gosh, it's my wife. I can't do this anymore. And it's so amazing. They are divorcing. He's like a totally different person. And he'll say that. He goes, I didn't realize that it was impacting me in this way. I didn't realize that a lot of that anxiety and all that stuff that I was experiencing was coming from that because of those, there were these little subtle things that were being said. Yeah. And so that, so in one, to the public, it, the wife looked one way, but behind closed doors, it was something very different. Mm-hmm. And just for him to come to that realization that it's my relationship mm-hmm. and also realizing he was an active participant in, in that he was allowing it to happen. But it, it because it's so subtle, you don't know it's happening mm-hmm. until it's, you know, you're, you're way into the relationship or stuff like that. So. I think that being able, once again, it's how do you sit down and look at that? How do you look at that relationship differently? Because people don't want failed relationships. I don't, I don't think so. You know, I don't think people sit there and say, you know, I want a failed relationship. But I do think that oftentimes people stay in relationships that are toxic to them, not because of other people, you know, maybe their support system. Well, you should stay there because, you know, you're financially secure now, or it can be anything. Mm -hmm. And we're not looking at the true mental health of the person. We're not looking at how important it is for each individual to be happy. Because when we have our happiness, we have so much more to offer people. And it is not a selfish act. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what I feel like it is. It's it's mostly these people are making you feel selfish for wanting better or that. And I don't, you know, that's something that, like I say, you have to learn to identify when you're getting it from somebody else or when you're doing it yourself, because it can happen without even really realizing it. Because we fall back into patterns. And if you don't have that conscious awareness, so if you were somebody who heard that statement of, oh, that must be nice. Oh, that must be nice. You know, that that is in your head. So the thing becomes, you know, like if somebody says something and you make that, you know, it's that quick thing. Oh, that must be nice. Instead of, oh, how wonderful for you. (laughs) But because I think you're right, it can be very, very quick. And it's one of those things that just kind of comes out of your mouth unless you actually take the time to to have that conscious awareness to change it. Mm -hmm. And to set those boundaries with people that matter to you can be very difficult because you want, I feel like, you know, good relationships sometimes can be so scarce and fall so few and far in between. between. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That's what's great, you know, in this relationship. When I can't do it, she can finish it. <laughs> <laughs> and and I feel like I don't think that if I sat there and, and um, was talking to people, I would say that one of the things I, I love about our relationship is that we really do encourage each other to do those things, to challenge ourselves. To be the best that you can be. Well, I think because we've realized that we get to reap the benefits. I get to reap the benefit of you being the best that you can be. Exactly. And that's what we need to realize, I feel like, in society in general. But I think so many times, it's even like the current um, thing with the student loan payoff and that. How many people are so bitter about the fact that they have paid on their loans and now these people are going to get out of it is what they're thinking. Is, is like how I, you know, that's how I see. And when I hear those comments, I'm, I'm there just baffled because to me, I think that if it can benefit anyone, you know, why, why not allow that to happen? I don't know. That sense of entitlement, you know, like, or that thing of why well, pay, I paid my dues. Why don't you have to? I think the thing is, is that we look, it's this thing of, we look at, yeah, you know, when we look and, and that thing of everybody pays dues, it just looks different. So for the people who get the student loan forgiveness, they're still paying it in taxes or there's, you're still paying into all of this stuff. So it's not like this thing of, you know, it's people on food stamps. That's another big one. Mm. Well, why should they get that? Why don't they have to work? People, they are working. A majority of the people on food stamps are full-time employees. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're not making enough. I know that during COVID, there was a lot of complaints about the unemployment thing. You have to work and pay into unemployment in order to receive unemployment. Well, and I think the thing is, even on that, are there going to be people who take advantage of that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I don't care what program you have out there. There's always going to be somebody who takes advantage. You're going to have scammers. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. But they are a minority. Mm -hmm. And I'm with you, even on the student loan forgiveness or when I don't sit there and say, well, geez, I don't get the child thing because I don't, why don't, you know, or why don't they count my dog? No, there is a thing of be happy for them that they aren't having to stress as much over a financial situation. The loan forgiveness, 
be happy for people, people who are getting it, more power to you. Mm-hmm. Because then you're going to put more money back into our economy. There's things that are going to change. Your stress level is going to go down. So maybe that person who's stressing over money isn't going to be so mean to their children or to their spouses or to their coworkers. It's like throwing that pebble in the water. Mm-hmm. There's a ripple effect to it. But we are so caught up in if it was, if I didn't get the benefit, why should anybody? And I think that we should be happy when anybody benefits. Right. You know, we heard that too about women. Don't be the woman who knocks off somebody else's tiara. If it's crooked, straighten it out. And that's the thing. Taking that time to care about other human beings. And once again, that's a, a really good thing about that toxicity of the mind when it's, if I don't get a benefit, then nobody should. Right. Or if I paid on it. Well, you know, I remember early on, you know, some of y'all might be too young, but you know, when they went to, everybody had to have car insurance. Oh my goodness. That was a big, well, why should I have to pay for the bubble? Everybody, you know what? So guess what? Now it's paid forward. So now y'all, the people who get it today don't have the super high amounts that it was early on. That's how this works, people. It starts somewhere and then you reap the benefits later. And it, oftentimes it's not you who gets to reap the benefits. Sometimes it's somebody else because of what you contributed to that. Yeah, there's another um, saying something about the planting of the seeds and you'll never sit in the shade of the tree. So I think that those are things that we have to keep in mind when we're hearing these different things. There's a lot of toxicity in, in that and those ways of thinking that we need to change in order for everybody to benefit. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing. And I think that's something that you and I have really had a conscious awareness to. And I think it's something that we really work on. We actively work on that. When you said that about the tree, I'm a little ADHD. When you said that about the tree, I just thought about the tree in our backyard that the neighbor now has. We're going to get to see that shade because we already are. That tree is the fastest growing tree I've ever seen, (laughs) you know, but I'm sorry. See, I digress, but I get what you mean. And it's the same thing along those same things of what we plant. That's what's going to grow. You know, you're either going to plant a beautiful garden and, and nurture it. And not only do you get to experience the beauty of it, but everybody else does. It comes along or you're going to sit there and say, you know what, that's too much time, or it's not going to look like the neighbor, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to grow weeds. And so I think it comes to that thing of just how do we change the mindset around those toxic thoughts that we have, because toxic thoughts then become toxic behaviors. Mm -hmm. That verbalization to somebody else, it must be nice. Hearing that, oh, it must be nice, the words itself don't sound very... They don't sound bad, right? It can come out sounding, you know, but yeah, but it's got such a negative undertone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that it's that negative undertone and I, and I don't think anybody's been immune to it. I do not think there's one human being out there who hasn't had something like that in their life. I can't imagine it. <laughs> and if you are out there, you got to let me know because uh, it's not, it's that, it's that thing of not. And like I said, I don't know, is it jealousy? Is it envy? Is it? I think it is. Uh, is it, or, it, you know, I mean, I think it could be 
frustration because maybe whatever I tried didn't turn out the way I wanted it. So, you know, a bitterness about it. I, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. And I mean, like I said, I've experienced it in my life. And it's like, for me, cars, I don't care. You know, I remember early on, you know, it wasn't until we were together. So our first brand new car together, my first brand new car, well, no, I guess I had one with my aunt, uh, was our, our Toyota Corolla. Her name is Shazam that we bought together. But it wasn't that, but up to that, we always had used cars and stuff. And I was just as happy with that too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything like that. It's that thing of people are either happy for you or, oh, it must be nice that you can make those kind of car payments or things like that. In my response, often I want to say is, you know what? It really is nice. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. But it's it's just, I don't know, or, oh, it must be nice to be able to buy a house. But you work for that stuff. You know, it's not something that, it's whatever you prioritize. Mm-hmm. I have some people who, I mean, they have spent the amounts of money they spend on their vehicles to modify them and stuff. It's not one of my things, but I'm really happy that they can do it. Yeah. I don't understand it. (laughs) So it's not a matter of understanding. I don't have to understand it, but I'm always happy for them because that's their priority. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's theirs. Or the other thing I love, I don't know if y'all have heard this, somebody loses weight. Oh, what did they do? Oh, are they taking diet pills? Are they? <laughs> Seriously, instead of... Well, even like, you know, say even the the gastric bypass or sleeve or those kinds of things, I think people have a idea that, oh, that just takes off the work from that person. They just, you know, that's an easy out. There is that, this misconception, I feel like, oh, about yeah. that. And... You know, we have had friends that have had that done and and how much work goes into that and how much it changes their life forever. If they don't go along with those changes, how it can have all these repercussions and problems, you know. So, I mean, it's all of those things. Like, you know, I think that people do just do it out of habit sometimes. Sometimes people do it because they're envious, because they're jealous or whatever. And I think when it comes to the weight thing, it's, and I do remember that uh, earlier in my life, you know, with weight and stuff of, oh, what are you taking to be skinny or whatever that is? And I'm thinking, and in my head, I'm thinking, do y'all know how hard I work physically? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I phys- My job was very physical. So it was like I was getting workouts every single day. But once again, it becomes those things of people not respecting somebody's hard work. Mm-hmm. assuming that people are taking these easy outs to things. And my thing is, is if it is an easy out for you and it works, good for you. It's not anything off me or about me. Mm-hmm. But where that comes from, and I don't know if y'all go down the rabbit hole, I go down the rabbit hole every once in a while on Facebook. I'll be true. Where they start commenting. Yeah. It amazes me. And I think that's the psychology piece of me. It will amaze me how somebody can put a positive comment and I will almost guarantee you that if you go down that rabbit hole, you start to see those people who I don't get it. What do they sit around and look and oh, this person's having something good going in their life? 
And then they and starts the negative comments. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's that mentality of if I'm miserable, then I want other people to be miserable with me. We do stay in misery loves company. company. <laughs> <laughs> or what that is, but it is so toxic. And I'll have my clients and or, or people tell me, oh, no, I have to go on a hiatus from Facebook because I can't handle the negativity. You know, I know Twitter has it. It's out there. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just uh, Facebook, but it's like there's that f- perfect forum for people to voice that negativity and there's no accountability. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's easier to be mean to people you can't see, I guess, you know, that's mm-hmm. absolutely kind of how it looks to me. So even that, that toxic thing. And, and I tell people if your stuff is, and I, I have, I will get rid of people on my Facebook if they are toxic. Yeah. That is the one area I have no problem. If you start doing hateful stuff, I don't want it. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, is, I realized, as everybody else should realize, is that you have the ability to stop that toxicity, block it. And it usually comes in from people. There's times, though, that you can have a cause or something that you're working on or that. And sometimes that ends up having an adverse effect after a time. And like I say, it usually comes from other people, too. But like I know that one of the people that you had worked with, you had said about that they had a cause that they were involved with and putting their all into and and this this cause was really a business that helps a lot of people in the community but how toxic that environment started to become for that person so even though the whole the organization was was meant to have a positive effect the things that were happening within that and her trying to have that involvement in that became a toxic thing for her so you have to identify those things and be able to Put space there. And I think, and absolutely, and we talked about that toxicity because on my end as a therapist, my job is the mental health piece. And then I start looking for patterns. Where where am I seeing this dip in mood and all this? It was around this job, this volunteer stuff she would do. It was like, do you see a pattern here? And I don't think that my job is to help you see patterns so that then you can identify. She really didn't see the pattern. And then as we started talking and I go, well, remember this week and remember this and remember, it was like, oh my gosh, it's highly stressful. It's not what your intention is, does not mean that it's the intention of the people around you. And it was such a toxic thing for her. And, you know, one of the things is, is that she, part of that journey that she's on is looking at those relationships and ending relationships that are toxic, or at least setting up boundaries. And how many, and there's been some that have really fought her on that. Like, why can't I just drop by anytime I want? The thing is, is it was toxic because of her kindness. She's very giving. So she was always giving. And I told her, when do you stop? And when do you give to yourself? And she's realized since she set up boundaries and she's now shifted the focus more to her nuclear family, the differences that have happened even with her. But she didn't realize it was toxic. She didn't know why she was feeling the way she was because it's such a gradual thing. And then pretty soon you're just in that funk all the time and you just think it's the new norm, so to speak. And it's really not. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because of the friendship. And that's the really big thing. And I'm very grateful because the friendships we have, I don't 
see any of them that are that way. Right. The ladies, you know, when we worked together, we were all very happy for each other with any of our success that we were having. And, you know, as we moved on to new areas and stuff, I believe we all want everybody to be successful and what part we can play in that, I think is important. And that comes to that pay it forward kind of thing, but not if you have a lot of toxicity in your life, because then you can't pay it forward because you're depleted. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the big thing. And But hopefully, you know, it's it's starting to identify those people. Once again, it's not just people, it can be um, your own thoughts mm-hmm. that, but they came from somewhere. Right. But they can be your own thoughts. It can be, sometimes it can actually just be where you live too. Mm-hmm. If it's a very depressed area or, you know, or it's a, you know, some people live with those rainy areas and don't understand why am I always feeling this way? Because to some people it, they thrive in it and other people do not. So I know when we have several days in a row where it's all gloom, you know, and it's been raining, that has a impact on me. I don't feel as, I don't know, ambitious. (laughs) And your mood goes just a little dips a little bit. (laughs) It impacts you. Yeah. It just makes me sleepy or it makes me want to read a book. (laughs) Then I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to do my job. I just want to read. (laughs) Or, you know, take a little nap with the dog or something, you know. I guess in those times, though, you remember it's just today. (laughs) And I think that's what it is. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I tell people in these relationships, too, sometimes people, because something is such a pattern Mm -hmm. with them, they don't realize they're doing it or they don't even realize that it has that negative impact. So I always tell people if a relationship is important enough to you, have that conversation. Yeah, give them that opportunity. Yeah, say, you know, and it is, you know, I notice every time I have good news, it doesn't seem to be good for you or or whatever. However you address that, you know, I think is really the important thing is that it's not. Because it's not meant to be confrontational. It's to be able to, you know, voice to this person that, hey, this is making me feel this way. Well, I think what it does is it's a testament to the one who brings it up that this relationship is important enough to me that I want to make changes to it instead of just ending it. You know, I think that's huge, but I don't think people think that way. And I hope I'm always an eternal optimist. (laughs) I really hope that people are working on being better human beings. I hope that people are working on being happy and taking care of themselves and, you know, I think that we see some of that trend stuff going on and, but it takes each person in the relationships, whatever those relationships are, to have an awareness to, to be in the moment and be present. And if I'm in the moment and I'm present in a relationship, I should have more of an idea of what's coming out of my mouth. Right. And is it, am I speaking? And, and you'll know, because if I'm saying something like, Oh, that must be nice. I know the feeling behind it. Yes. I know that feeling. Now I can sit there and pretend like I don't, but the truth of the matter is at the end of the day is I know that I'm having a feeling that is not a positive one. You may not know exactly what the negative feeling is, but you know that it is not an encouraging thing that you're doing. Yeah. It's not being supportive. Yes. You know, it's not going to be uplifting to that person or yeah, like you say, encouraging to them. And so when we have that, it's like, I guess for today, it's really been about that thing of how do we identify that toxicity and that 
that covert toxicity, I think, is far more damaging than those people. You know, I'll take those people any day who sit there and will tell me how, you know, I'm not this, that or the other right to my face because <laughs> I, I get it. You know, I feel like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. And then I can kind of look at that whole piece of it. Of where's where's that person come from? Blah, blah, blah. But when it's that covert stuff, that it's somebody that is supposed to love me, but they're not happy for me, they're not happy for my successes, then that's kind of a little harder because it takes a little longer to realize that. Mm -hmm. And it's those covert ones that I think sometimes are more painful uh, when you get that realization, don't you? Yeah. Because you've pulled yourself too long. (laughs) Well, yeah, especially because, I mean, sometimes it's a close friend or that kind of thing that you, you think this person's a dear friend to me. I just love them. You know, we have fun and stuff like that. But maybe they're saying those kinds of things when you're telling them your successes and that. And it's something that you should address because removing that toxicity from your life is important for your well-being. And sometimes it's it's minimizing. So if you go out there and, and you know, it's kind of like somebody says, a kid says to the parent, yeah, I got all A's. Well, were they 100%? Were those really hard classes for you this time? Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's that covert stuff. Instead of, oh my goodness, you must be so proud of yourself. Or, you know, yeah, you know, I'm doing really well in business. Oh, really? Well, who helped you get there? Well, you know, when are you going to make a million dollars? You know what I mean? It's those little things. I think a really good example of that sometimes is maybe a couple who, if one makes more than the other. Mm-hmm. And there's almost some type of little bit of a competition that happens there or that, which is interesting to me because if you've come together to create a household where that you are, aren't you both being contributing to that? And what difference does it make if one is making the, more than the other, if it's supposed to be going to both of your needs and desires and those kinds of things? you're contributing we call that ego yeah and and sometimes ego does come into play and you're right you know it's kind of like i had a couple uh years ago and uh she got a promotion so she was going to make more money which would have been great for both would have been great for him they had some kiddos his response was well how much time is that going to take away Mm -hmm. instead of oh my gosh that's great we'll work out the kid stuff or whatever it wasn't that it was just that and she struggled with that a little bit because she said, well, I don't know if I should take the promotion. And they're like, why? This She had worked really hard for it. And she was telling me what the husband said. And I said, well, I said, you know, go." I, I said, I would recommend you go back and have a conversation with them about what it was like for you to feel that way. And the thing is, is that when they did have the conversation, he goes, well, I just feel like more responsibility is going to be put on me. Mm-hmm. And she goes, like what? Because <laughs> she worked and she still... The way it worked is she worked in where her job was. She could swing by, pick up the kids and all that. So I don't know if he thought he had to go pick up the kids. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But she said, you know, I sat with him and I says, well, you know, because I told her, I said, talk to him about the pros and cons of this, this promotion because of what you guys are talking about, what you want to do. And, you know, they were able to do that. And he was eventually able to say, you know, he got, you know, it was also that thing of she was going to make about 15,000 more than him a year. So, you know, a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
And it really did. It hurt his little male ego, too. And he, and he, he finally came around. And he says, you know, I, I realized that I was sort of like, well, I'm supposed to be the man of the house. But then he... It then they worked on understanding that you're right. This was a team effort. It wasn't about one. It was the same pot that it was going into. Mm-hmm. But once again, we can have even that covert stuff that happens because it's based on somebody else's emotion and stuff. But once again, if the relationship is important, sit down and have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Really have that conversation, whether it's an insecurity, whatever that is, pause Talk about it and identify too. pay attention to yourself. If you are making those comments too, or if you're having a feeling about somebody else's success, take a moment to self-reflect on why am I not happier for this person who I care about? We all need people. We all need encouragement at times. You know, all those things are important. We don't need the toxicity. It's out there and we don't have to bring it into our inner circle. Our inner circle should not have that because, like I said, there's going to be criticism and all of that stuff out there in the world that's going to impact you in some way, shape, or form that we don't have to bring it into our space. But it's not just what other people are saying to us. It's also being aware of what we're saying to other people, mm-hmm. being happy, doing all that stuff. And if there is a toxic relationship, if it's toxic comments, become aware of it. Pay attention if somebody's saying something to you, what it's making you feel like when it's about your success or whatever. And, you know, if it's you moving forward or, or getting that new car, or planting that tree, I don't care what it is. If they're happy for you, because if they're not, then that's a, a whole other thing. This, it made me think of our neighbors. They're an older couple. And I was talking to him and, you know, we're doing some work and he looked at, he looked at and goes, just do it a little bit at a time. There's no rush. It'll all come together. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a great, And because I was feeling a little <laughs> stressed because people here, they take care of their yards, do all this. And they're like, oh my God, you know, we're doing zero scaping and all this and that. But I thought, how cool is that? We didn't even know them that well, but you could feel it on him. And I thought, that's the kind of neighbor that we want. Right. When you have it, Give it back. When somebody's giving it to you, don't take it. Set a boundary. Create that space that you have to do, whatever that is, in order to be healthy. Take care of you first. And when you do that, those relationships just become that much stronger. Right. There's going to be more after the right. Just working on removing those toxicities and and learning to identify it. That's that's the main thing. And not only from other people and what around us, pay attention to those thought processes. We feed ourselves those thoughts and it's how we talk to ourselves that makes all the difference. Yes. Stop that chatter. When you accomplish something big or small, acknowledge it. It's not like, oh, I could have done better. No. Be happy. Be proud of that moment. Then go on to better. Okay, so hopefully everybody is doing well and hopefully everybody has a great week. We look forward to being back next week. As always, immense gratitude for each and every one of you that listens. And we're going to maybe do some different stuff. We're talking about doing our podcast where we're actually doing 
uh, recording so you'll actually see us. That's something that we're looking at. Doing a video cast. A video cast. Future. So, you know, just some different yeah. stuff. So we hope that's something that's positive for people. <laughs> anyway, be kind. You Encourage know. one another. Yeah. <laughs> and we will be back next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.